Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, uh, Masters Tor and uh, Grandmasters Caster Dragon Rider. I'm not looking at the intro, I'm doing it off the top of my head. And of course, <laughs> he's back this week. We wish him all, all the best. It's Major Death. <laughs> I am here. Um, rumors of my demise were greatly exaggerated. I only Thank sounded that bad. <laughs> Thank goodness is all I can Not say. Not 100%, but, you know, who 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 is 100% right now? I mean. Exactly. It's... So it's, it's very good to have you back. So we... Um, it's that time time of the uh, the year again, where it's the second set review as we go Yay. into Murder at the Castle Nathria. So Yay. we got a lot of ground to cover and not a lot of time to do it in. <laughs> We're gonna try and stick to our guns this time, um, try and get done in a reasonable fashion for you folks. So what we are gonna do is we're gonna go through the first uh, six classes and rate each card. Um, on a scale from one to six, starting at one, which is bad, a wisp. Two, a fringe card, support, abusive sergeant, Nerubian unraveler. Number three, uh, rating of three is strong, key support in a few decks, bone wraith, true silver. Four, very good, strong, good in several decks, fungal monster, evil miscreant. Five, format defining, cube, Keliseth, and Zephyrus. And then six, we have OPAF, please nerf. So if uh, <laughs> I haven't seen a six in quite some time, so that's that's no. good. So let's just dive right into it. Mage, do you want to, since, since you're back, why don't you start us off with Demon Hunter? <laughs> yes, we get to start with Demon Hunter as we normally do, starting at legendaries and working our way down to commons. We start off with the legendary minion Artificer Zymox. He's an 8-mana 8-8 with a battle cry that reads Discover and Cast a Relic. Infuse 5, cast all 3 instead. Uh, Relics are the new mechanic that are coming in this set for Demon Hunter. I am not really sure what I think of these cards because I've looked at at those and we're going to talk about each one of the relics individually as we go through here. Um... But I don't know that I think that they're very strong. And so I am uh, I, I'm going to be real conservative on my rating of this card. I, I think if it only casts one, I think you're, you, you kind of feel bad when you're playing Artificer Zymox. But if you can infuse five and get to cast all three, I think that ends up being a much better deal for you. Uh, I gave this a three just to start with. Um, I'm very curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are on Relics and Artificer Zymox. Well, Demon Hunter had to catch a bad break every uh, once once in its damn life, so I think Relics is that bad break, so I gave him mm. a two. Like, I, if you're going to try and play Relics, you're going to play him. Otherwise, yeah. this card is complete garbage. Cool. We are starting off already with the opposite <laughs> hot takes. I love it. Okay. Okay. I, I will say, though, 
I'm not high on this card specifically, but I absolutely love the relics. I think the relics are freaking awesome. I think they are much stronger than people are giving them credit for. Uh, but I'm not hyped on this legendary. And there's a couple of reasons. First of all, yeah, Mage, like, I think you hit it on the head. I, doing this for one, like, you can do it. And maybe there's cases where it's okay, but... I, you really want to get that infuse effect. You want to mm -hmm. play this for all three. And if you can infuse it and get to that point, fine. But for me, looking at the average scenario is I feel like there's also going to be a lot of games where you top deck this. And if you top deck this, you can't play it with that infuse effect. And that feels pretty bad. And I think that's one reason why, like, the fell stuff with Jace has been so good and consistent because you just play those fell spells throughout the game. You top deck Jace, and then you can still get that effect, right? This you can't. And like I said, maybe one card's going to be a value, but ugh, I'm really not seeing it. And I honestly think that uh, this is probably going to be the one that people shove in because it's just part of the package, quote unquote. And then this is going to be the first one people get rid of and still run the other relic stuff. Uh, so I actually just gave it a two. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. The, the Infuse 5 just really kind of feels like a bit much. If it's in your hand long enough to get Infuse 5, think of how many turns it's been there, and think about what you could have done if you had a card you could actually play and want to play in that in that case. So, yeah. You, you might end up being right when it comes to that rating, but... Let's move on to the other legendary. It's uh, Chrysix, the uh, Voracious. I think that's right. Four mana, seven, seven, with a battle cry that reads, discard your hand, death rattle, draw three cards. Four mana, seven, seven, making a return in a legendary form, which means you can only run one, which means finding it is going to be important. I mean, if you're playing a lot of small stuff, the, the battle cry doesn't seem like as big a downside, but I wonder if I wonder if four mana seven seven is good enough anymore. In in, a, in, in our game, you think about when four mana seven seven was good, and that was quite a while ago, and and the game has evolved since then. Uh, the death rattle drawing three cards seems nice, but it, it's susceptible to silence. I gave this a three because I think you might. It's going to start in a, like, low-curve deck, but I'm not so sure if it stays there. What do you guys think? I gave it a three as well. I, you know, honestly, I think the support is there for the low-curve low de uh, deck. Like, this yeah. magnifying glass, like, the package mm -hmm. is there. This is ripe to be run. Like, this seems really good in that deck that's why i didn't really go any higher because it's just a it's a seven seven but it's still battle cries drives you three cards and if they if you play this on turn four and they silence it they just spent three of their four mana silencing your minion you know so it's like yeah. okay well then i get to whack you in the face with my seven seven you know and and, and there's still magnifying glass like there's like you play have magnifying glass equipped you s drop your card, swing, draw three more cards. He dies. You draw three more cards. 
it, it, you're off to the races. Like, I think this is yeah. going to be a turbo deck, and I think it's going to be very solid considering what Demon Hunter is very good at. I was really torn on this card. I, I have it as a two just because I'm not really sure. I, I can definitely see the benefits, but also at the same time, I can also see it feeling really bad to discard your hand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I think the the other side of instead of putting it in a more aggressive low curve deck, which I definitely can see uh, to get the benefit of the drawing three, uh, I could see people trying to play this in like a death rattle demon hunter to try to play the um, the the three mana three three that pulls something that's four or less from your hand, you know, a death rattle yeah. uh, and kind of, you know, cheat it out that way and not have to there discard you your hand. Um but the thing that I worry about is it being consistent and how many cases you're going to get like the whole benefit of drawing and or being able to actually get a lot of damage through with the body itself. So I'm really unsure on this. I want to like it, but I'm just I'm kind of hesitant how prevalent it will be. So I just went with two. Sure. Relic of Dimensions is the first epic card. It is a five mana spell that says draw two cards and reduce their cost by one. Improve with improve your future relics. Uh, when it gets improved, it reduces the cost by an additional mana. So two, three, and so on and so forth. Five mana to draw two cards, even if you are reducing the cost, feels pretty expensive. This does seem like maybe it is the best of the relics, but I gave this a two. I I don't really like it. And if this is what I think might be the best relic and I don't really like it, then I don't know if I'm going to like relics. So what do you guys think? Yeah, it's a two in my book. This is way too slow when you have need for greed. I don't know. Maybe if card draw dries up in the future, you have spectral sight like this. Relics are too slow, and this card draws you cards, discounts it. It is also the slowest out of all the cards, too. And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't see it right now, so. This is a four. Uh, I love this card. <laughs> You're wrong on that one. I, I will, like, normally I'm not going to fight you, but relics are bad, in my opinion. I- I will direct you to my YouTube. Okay. I was going to say crafting. Yes. If anybody's going to be right on this, it's going to be dragon rider. Cause she's actually played with the cards. That's true. I got to play with them already. Yes. Uh, I definitely made sure I played relics. Um, Yeah. This one was really weird because you're only consistently drawing two, right? So the cost changes uh, and it did feel a little bit slow, but I think the huge benefit for this card is you essentially get to draw two and most of the time you're going to be able to play the cards that you draw off of this for free or super cheap. Uh, but the other big thing is that it continues your cycle of improving your other relics. So they all yeah. work together. So this one will improve the next relic that you play, like whether that's right. this one or either of the other two. And I think that's also important as well. Um, so I, I really like these. It's, it's a little weird, but like once you get past like three or four mana discount, it starts like the discount kind of feels irrelevant. 
but right. the draw is really important and improving the yeah. future relics came in handy. So yeah, sure. I, I get that. My question, my, the, what the biggest question I have is what do you currently take? What do you take out of demon hunter that is currently running that this six card package is better than like that's yeah uh, the fell stuff you're running this instead of fell stuff essentially okay, okay. Um, all right yeah that at least i i was and uh i think the one of the next ones that we're going to talk about the one that puts minions on the board is really the big key mm -hmm. one okay makes sense <clears throat> the other epic spell is sinful brand it is a one mana spell that says brand an enemy minion when it takes damage deal two damage to the enemy hero I don't see a spot where I want to play this. I think I, I'm not sure I see it. Um, I just would either rather kill the minion and not really worry about hitting damage or hit the person, hit the, hit the opposing hero in the face, preferably with the, uh, um, weapon that, you know, you, if you hit a minion, dread, dread prison glaive. Yeah. Prison glaive. So, I, I don't I don't see this seeing play because it just it takes a spot in the deck and I think you want to do something better. I gave it a two. I think Dread Prison Glaive rotates with is the last year set, so I, I I could see this being used sometime in the future, but right now, like Fury's still in. I'm gonna play Fury over this every day of the week, so I gave it a two. Yeah, I also gave this a two. It's just feels kind of weird and like it feels way too situational like you have to do a lot of setup to really get good value off of it and i don't know it just it feels real wonky into the rares we go dispose of evidence is a zero mana rare spell that says give your hero plus three attack this turn choose a card in your hand to shuffle into your deck uh, i like this card it's zero mana cards give me some attack uh yes please i gave this a three i don't think it's like uber powerful but i think it's i think it's going to see play and i think it's going to be good uh in the decks that it does see play uh i gave this a four this is a zero mana plus three attack for demon hunter <laughs> like um uh -huh. it's yeah yeah it the reason why it's not a five is it's not a fell spell if it was a fell spell then we could be talking but like yeah <laughs> Like, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll put one spell back or one card back in my deck for plus three attack for zero. Yes, please. May I have yeah. another? <laughs> so, yep, I like it as a four. Yeah, I have it as a four as well. It just seems like a really strong card. And yeah, it's obviously it would be incredibly nutty if it were a, a fell spell as well. But I, I think even without the tag, it's still going to be pretty good and probably a variety of Demon Hunter decks. The the choose a card to put back into your deck doesn't seem like that much of a downside to get plus three attack. It just I'll I'll, I'll do that. That's fine. Relic of Phantasms is a three mana rare spell that says summon two one one spirits. Improve your future relics. So you get two minions going forward as they improve, but their stats increase. So it would be a two two after you've played one three three after you've played two relics before it. So you're saying this is the payoff. This this is the big payoff for playing relics, huh? This is the card. I I look at this and I feel like I would want to play 
at least threes before I really want to play a Relic of Phantasms. So I gave this a two. I, I'm not, I, I, I just don't know about Relics. Yeah, I give it a two. And that, I don't know how I feel about Relics. I don't think they're good. But again, I have not played with them. So yeah. I gave it a four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I like this one. I think the comparison that I, I'm making and what really felt like when I was playing these during the theory crafting, um, and, you know, of course, theory crafting isn't everything. It's not like if it's good in theory crafting, it's going to be good forever. Like, no, that's not how it works. Um, it felt like Jade Golems to me. Where, like, yeah, they felt a little bit slow in the in the very beginning. Like, okay, if you play this and you get one ones, you're like, oh, that kind of is sad. But as you go forward, like, they they build up really, really quickly if you're playing all of those those relics. And so, you know, especially with the location that we're going to talk about here in a minute, there's turns where I was putting out two five fives, two six sixes, and then another turn I got to put out two seven sevens and two eight eights. And it was like, nice. wow, that's that's a lot of stats. Yeah. When it, when it gets that big, that definitely, I bet, feels yeah. a lot better for the cost. All right. the uh, You mentioned the location card. Here it is. Relic Vault. It is a three-mana location card. Uh, the next relic you play this turn casts twice. So location cards, the new card in the format. It, it takes up a, a spot. It does not attack. You can use it the turn you play it, but then it has a one-turn cooldown, so you do not, you are not able to use it two turns in a row. This card seems entirely dependent on how good relics are, and maybe this is the card that actually makes relics good. The fact that you're basically getting two charges or two ticks on the relic progression instead of just one when you're when you're playing a relic spell. Um, I gave this a two. Because if relics are bad, then this is going to be bad. But if relics are good, then this is going to be probably one of the reasons it is. Yeah, I, I went to same reasons. I put it as a three, but, you know, I like the relics a little bit more. I think this is a, a pretty good support card in that deck. Uh, so, yeah, it's decent. All right, jumping into the commons, we have a Bibliomite, a two-mana 4-4. Four, four. With a battle cry that reads, choose a card in your hand to shuffle into your deck. Um, two mana, four, four seems pretty big. Putting a card back into your deck doesn't seem like necessarily too much of a downside. Like we talked about with Dispose of Evidence. But I'm not sure the payoff is necessarily there. Because four, four, while big, is not that big. I gave this a two, but I could I could actually see this seeing play. And, and maybe it's better than I'm giving it credit. I think this is solid. I gave it a four. I just think it's it's a big body for cheap. And unlocking, being able to potentially throw something back has a lot of potential. So, yep, I, I like it as a four. Ah, I split the difference and went three. I think it's a, it's a decent card. I'm not sure if it goes in, like, every Demon Hunter deck, though. So I didn't want to go quite as high as a four. But uh, I can see it being slotted into a couple decks. Magnifying Glaive is a three-mana weapon with two attack and two durability. After your hero attacks, draw until you have three cards. Uh, this is the fuel for that low-curve 
aggressive style demon hunter deck. I think this is really good. Uh, I think that you're, you know, if you plan your turns out, you can get a lot of value out of this or a lot of card draw out of this. I gave this a four. I think this is definitely going to see play and it's going to be one of the best cards in the decks that it's played in. Um, I, I agree. It's going to be a C play. It's going to be a very good card, but I see it as a three. So it's just, I like it a lot. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if it jumps up to a four. Okay. Yep. I put it as a three as well. I think it's pretty decent. Uh, again, I don't think it slots into like every demon hunter deck. I think it goes into like kind of one or two, but it's going to do what it wants to do in that particular deck. Last card for Demon Hunter is Relic of Extinction. It is a two-mana spell that says deal one damage to a random enemy minion twice. Improve your future relics. So each time you improve it, it increases the damage, but it still does two random uh, attacks. Like the other relics, I gave this a two. Um, I did not... Don't, don't, don't know that this feels good until it's bumped up quite a bit two across the board for me uh this one i rated slightly lower than the other ones i think i gave it a three (laughs) instead of a four uh yeah this one felt kind of weird uh against a lot of decks once you kind of build this up the damage was kind of just overkill and it's like okay just kind of felt funky or if they didn't have a board it was like well that's not really what i want to do and you just kind of had to play it to improve your other relics so kind of unsure on this one okay that does it for demon hunter dragon rider why don't you take us into druid please all right we're gonna start with the legendaries the first one here is cecily of the fey court in eight eight with taunt and death rattle draw a minion reduce its cost by eight so huge payoff if it dies. Uh, I'm just giving this a two, though. It seems like a very powerful effect, but Ethereal Druid, I'm not sure if it's going to be a thing. And you really have to build the deck in a very specific way, I think, to make sure that you're hitting the minions that you want with this. So I, I think it goes specifically in that deck. And that's about it. So I just gave it a two. Yep, exactly. A two. Like it fits into one specific deck that they're trying to make happen. That's it. So two. Uh, So I gave this a three. I think that it is a key card for the deck that it is in, which is kind of a big druid deck. You you, um, want to reduce a very uh, costly minion uh, by... To make it free, basically. So, and, and the fact that this has taunt, which basically means people are going to have to go through it unless they silence it, means that I think it's going to hit. So, um, so I gave this a three. I think it's going to be a key card in the in the deck that it's in. All right. Next up, the other legendary is uh, Topior, the Shrubagazor, and it is a seven mana five five dragon. That says battle cry for the rest of the game after you cast a nature spell summon a 3-3 whelp with rush and uh the 3-3 with rush is also a dragon called whelp gazor oh this card is absolutely nutty i'm giving this a five i played against this in the theory crafting and 
I I was like, I hope that this is not a thing because I do not want to face this again. It was so powerful. The fact that they can create so many of these and they have Rush and it feeds into some of the other things, specifically Sire Denathrius, which we will talk about when we get to the neutrals. Uh, but holy crap, it was like, I couldn't do anything with any of the decks that I was trying to do. And it was just, it felt like it was so much power and it didn't matter if this had died because it says for the rest of the game. So I think that effect on its own was just very, very strong. So I gave this a five. Yeah, I could see it being very, I gave it a three. So I could see it being very powerful. I just, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Like it, it's probably a four in my book. I just went a little low on it because you're right. That effect is super powerful. And hey, guess what? Druid has a lot of nature spells it wants to play. So yeah, I can definitely see this being powerful. You know what? I am going to up it to a four. I am going to up it to a four because I think this card has a lot of potential and just the ability to whenever you cast a spell, which you put in your deck, you get a free rushing three, three seems real good. No, I, that's where I gave it. I gave it a four. I, I see this being a really good card in Ramp Druid. I see it a really good card in Celestial Druid. It's allowed for decks that don't have the ability to kind of deal with on the board decks. The fact that this card is going to be able to help you deal with on the board stuff while you're doing the big ramp things is really important. So I, I like this card a lot. I think it's going to be an absolute pain to deal with. Okay, moving into the epics, the first one we have is Convoke the Spirits, a 10-mana nature spell. Cast eight random druid spells. Targets chosen randomly. Uh, gosh, I've seen so many like differing opinions on this, but I'm honestly just giving this a one. I'm really not like in love with this card. I, I think the druid spells aren't really going to be like what you want to be playing randomly. And I don't, I don't know if druids are going to want to pay 10 or not. Maybe there is a deck that uses it. Like maybe it's a two, but it just feels a little slow and, and wonky to me. So I gave it a one. I gave it a two on the chance it could be fringy. <laughs> it might be a one, but I'm like, I could see someone potentially putting that in a deck. So I said two. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Four. I gave this a four. This is another box. And the fact that it's already been nerfed from ten spells down to eight shows you just how powerful this card already is in, in just the initial testing that was done uh, before, the, before the card was even shown. Yes, the cards aren't necessarily as good as the ones that, that Mage is going to be able to play. But I think this is still going to be good. I am going to hate getting Celestial alignmented by this card, and it's going to happen a lot. I think so. I, th I think this. I think this is a good card. I think it's going to see play, and I think it's going to be frustrating, just like, just like the box is uh, for Mage currently. Yeah, I think like Celestial alignment and like Scale of Anixia, I would say, are the currently the two big like payoff cards that or spells that you could get from that but we'll yeah. see we'll see i love that we have like opposite, opposite yeah thoughts on this very uh, interesting i doubt we all have opposite thoughts on this next one though let's talk about wild bloom seedsman 
a four mana three two battle cry draw a nature spell gain an empty mana crystal uh specific draw ramp and a body uh yeah this is this is a five. This is a five. It's a five. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly. Let's move five, on. Five, five. <laughs> yeah. This is Jack everything five. you want and then some for Druid. This is this is the perfect card for Druid. You do. You yep. you are going to be looking for this card in the Mulligan every game. Yeah. All right. Uh, rares. Uh, we have the location for Druid Hedge Maze. It is a three mana location with two durability. Trigger a friendly minion's death rattle. So again, these are locations. They're going to take up a spot on the board. They cannot be used two turns in a row. Uh, I gave this one a two. I mean, you're not playing it in a deck that you're not playing death rattle stuff. And... I'm kind of hesitant. I was really excited for the Death Rattle stuff. Maybe there's going to be a list that, that is great. I think the, the list that I was trying out during Theory Crafting was not all that great. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, it it's, could be great, but only in that deck. Yeah, I gave it a two. I just, eh, okay. You're going to play in Death Rattle Druid, and that's it. So, two. So there are three cards between Cecily, the Hedge Maze, and one of the commons that we're going to talk about in a little bit that I think if there's some extra Death Rattle stuff that happens over the next, you know, between the mini set and then the next set, I think that there could be some Death Rattle stuff that could go on and, and could actually make this pretty good. But as it stands right now, I don't know if this is something I want to do. So yeah, I gave this a two. Again, location, because it's doing this, uh, you know, it's doing this specific thing, it, it's going to depend on on the cards that it has around it uh, because it's triggering an effect multiple times. I think right now, if you're playing Cecily, you're playing Hedge Maze and you're going to try and do everything you can to play Hedge Maze and have that on the board when, when you play Cecily. All right, our next rare is an eight mana nature spell, Nightshade Bud. It's a choose one. Discover a minion from your deck to summon, or a spell to cast. Uh, I really like the idea of this card. I love the the kind of flavor. Um, I really have loved the idea of choose one. I wanted to make like a choose one deck, but this one seems really costly, and I don't know. I, I'm not exactly sure where we're gonna be wanting to fit this in as of right now. Uh, so for now, I just gave it a two, but I, I love this idea and I think it can definitely see a spot at some point. I think it's cool. I think it definitely has some flavor, but I don't think it's very good just because there's, there's potential. You have to build the deck very specific way and it feels like there's a lot of whiffs that can happen. So I gave it a two. I gave this a one, and I don't give out ones very often, but it just, it's too expensive. I mean, what you're doing, to me, feels like you have to have nothing but big spells and big minions, and and I just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure what what you're what you're hoping to find with this, and, and like, you're not going to necessarily want to play this card if you're playing 
playing the pirate that splits a choose one card. And so it's like, where where are you playing this? What what are you hoping to hit with it? And and if you're hoping to hit a minion, you're probably not even discounting it that much. And if you're doing a spell, it's likely that um, right now you're probably overpaying for that spell. So it's not even a good tutor. So I give this a one. I just, I just don't get it. I don't see it. All right. And our last rare is Plot of Sin, a three mana nature spell. Summon two 2-2 two, two Treants. Infuse five, two 5-5 five, five Ancients instead. I, I also gave this one a two. Like, I don't know. The Infuse five feels really heavy. Paying three with the Infuse five for just two 5-5 five, five seems like it's lacking a little bit. It's a three mana nature spell, so like maybe if you pull this off of a discover, you could like get some extra bodies or something. Maybe it's fine in a token style deck, but outside of that, I don't I don't know. It it just feels like maybe it's not doing quite enough, so it's a two for me. I gave it a three and the reason why is scale Venixia. <laughs> it just feels really easy to get this infused, so I think, and then three mana for 10-10 worth of stats seems all right. So I'm not saying it's going to be like break the, the meta, but I think it, it can make its way into a few different decks. So, I mean, I think getting two bodies on a nature spell seems pretty good because of the herald of nature that, that we got with the with Voyage to the Sunken City. But... I, I just, the infuse five to make them five fives feels like it's way too much. And, and so I just don't know that you're going to get the two five fives very often. So then you're paying three mana for two two twos. And that just doesn't seem like that's good enough. And so I, I gave this a two. I, I just, I'm not sure that it actually sees play. Sire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going into our commons, we have Death Blossom Womper. Fantastic name. Uh, it is a six mana, seven, six. Battle cry, draw a death rattle minion and gain its death rattle. Uh, I give this a two. I think it's, uh, you know, you're not playing it without death rattles. Uh, and it did feel, I did test this again with Death Rattle Druid. It felt a little slow. And there wasn't really a way at the moment to like discount this or try to get this out early. And because it's that battle cry, it means that you do have to actually like play it to gain the death rattle. You can't just like, you know, summon a minion from your deck and then get this. So I don't think it even goes into like maybe even every death rattle deck. I don't know yet. It just, it feels weird, but uh, I just put it too. Um, I gave it a two as well. It seems slow and awkward. So I I feel like at some point Death Rattle Druid will actually be a thing because of Cecily and because of the Hedge Maze. And I think this is one of the key cards that's going to help that happen. So I gave this a three. Well, I don't know if it's going to be this expansion but I feel like it's a strong enough card and the mana cost is such that this, this could get uh, abused pretty, pretty well. All right. Next we have natural causes, a two mana nature spell deal two damage, summon a two, two treant. 
Uh, I gave this a three. I think this is a pretty decent, like, well-rounded card. Uh, it just says deal two. It doesn't specify to a minion, so you can send it face. Uh, it's a cheap nature spell that can work with the, um, gosh, I'm never going to remember the name of it. I'm just going to call it the Gazors, <laughs> the Shrubagazor, Wapagazor things. Yeah, it's just Gazors. That's that's how I'm going to remember it. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so just a cheap nature spell that you know you can work with those, uh, you know, and it it does quite a few things. So I'm giving it a three. Yes, I give it a three. It's two damage puts a body on board. Yep, all of those reasons. I think it's a three. I gave this a three as well, and 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 it works in the token deck as well with the Herald of Nature. Again, another nature spell gets yeah. you a body, removes potentially a small minion from the opponent's side of the board, uh, or cleans up, and uh, so it's good. It's gonna see play. And our last one is Planted Evidence. Uh-huh. Get, it. Get, it. I know. Get it. Get it. Get it. It's even the lead pipe. They didn't exactly. put it as a, you know, its own weapon, but they put it in there. So kudos for that. It's a, it's a one mana nature spell. Discover a spell. It costs two less this turn. Uh, I'm actually rating this as a four. I think this is a really cool card. Again, another cheap nature spell. Uh, discovering a spell is pretty great. It's not, pulling anything out of your deck but you know if you play this on a turn that you need to play something that you discovered it's going to cost a little less uh it just feels like it is decently well-rounded so i think this is a pretty great card yeah i think it's really good i give it a three it's yeah pretty straightforward does a good thing at a good cost hello i think you're muted yeah, Mage, so you're, we can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry. No I problem. was coughing and trying not to uh, disrupt everything. I I had this as a two. I think I think you guys have convinced me to make it a three. I was on the cusp of a three anyway. It's, it's flexible. It's easy to use. It doesn't cost very much. And, uh, yeah, the fact that you could potentially... You're paying one mana to get a two mana reduction if you use it if you use the spell this turn seems seems very handy like if you're if you're looking for say um scale on six mana or something like that all right well that was the last druid card uh you want to take us into hunter daring yes all right and let's start off with the legendaries and uh first we have Aralon. it's a five mana four five uh, Battle cry, summon one of each dormant wild seeds. And before we get into this, uh, the dormant wild seeds are a three, uh, three one for dormant for one turn with rush, a two five dormant for two turns with taunt, and a five four dormant for three turns when this awakens. Equip a four two great bow. So, uh. This feels like I'm not a big fan of the uh, wild seeds, but this card seems decent enough. You get a lot of value out of a four five for five and a four two weapon at the end of it. So I give this a three. It seems decent enough. I gave this a four. There's there's too much here. You just I know I know you're you've got dormant minions and you're getting one a turn. But it just feels like a lot of stats for only paying five mana to get it. I, I gave this a four. I, I, I really like this card. 
Yeah, I gave it a four as well. I actually like the uh, the wild seeds pretty decently. Yeah, they're dormant, and a couple of them you have to wait a couple of turns. But I think in the the course of the game, they end up being pretty strong and consistent. And uh, getting all three is pretty powerful. So yeah, I I gave this a four. Okay, then we have Huntsman Altamor. Uh, it is a seven mana five four battle cry. Summon a uh, gar- what is it? Gargon. Gargon companion. Yeah. So they're animal companions. Infuse summon another. Infuse summon. Uh, infuse four. Summon another. Infuse eight and another. So you can summon all three for infuse eight. Uh, the yeah, it's uh, I don't know. This is a two. This is just it has to be in your hand for eight minions to die for this to really feel like you're getting a, a big deal off of it. At least four. So like I don't know. It just this one. This is like the the height of awkwardness with uh, infuse. So I I don't like this card a lot. So two for me. I like this card. I think I think that I think that the infuse four is actually very attainable, and getting two minions on top of a five four for seven mana feels feels like it would be pretty good. Um, I I think I, th- I think this is good enough because of the wi- other wild seeds and and different things like that. The the small minions that you can play as as hunter that this that 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 the infuse is attainable. So I gave this a four. I, I'm This is a card I'm very interested in actually playing with to see how it works. Man, I wish I was that optimistic about this. I gave it a two, but honestly, I kind of want to give it a one. Like, I just am not thrilled with this card. I, I feel like the infuse is is too high like or you have to really build your deck like there there are ways and we're even going to talk about some new cards that put some like cheap bats and stuff on the board uh which i think you could probably use as like tokeny style things but it, it just feels like the payoff for getting like the random you know like a random huffer or a random companion just it's not quite good enough i feel like so i don't know i just i'm I I am interested to see it as well. I think I'm just kind of on the other end of it. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to step on your toe there. No, no. I I, I might I might be uh overestimating this card. Okay. Then we have our epics. First up is Stag Charge, a three mana spell. Deal three damage, summon a random dormant wild seed. Um, this is three. Like it summons it puts a minion on board. Can go face. Uh, yes, this seems like something Hunter wants. So I like it as a three. It's not fancy, but it does a very solid thing. Yeah, this is this feels just like a solid card. A, a card you're going to be happy to, to top deck. You're going to be, um, you know, playing it on curve. You're going to be okay with it. I, I see a lot of instances where this just is good enough. So it's a three. I gave this a five. I think this card is absolutely fantastic. And I think it can go into pretty much every hunter deck. Uh, I think you can slot it without hesitation into quest hunter, 
right? Because it's a spell and it doesn't specify damage to just a minion. You can send it face and then create a minion on board. Uh, it's, you know, can you can use it in like face hunter, like an aggressive style hunter. You can use it in a wild seed type deck. I just, I think it's super, super flexible and it's cheap enough that all of the decks want to play it as well. So I think this is an absolutely fantastic card. I, I think it's a five. Okay, then we move on to Wild Spirits. It's a three-mana nature spell. Uh, summon uh, two different dormant Wild Seeds. Make your Wild Seeds awaken one to turn sooner. Um, I'm not a big proponent on the Wild Seeds. I, I guess I, that can be... Ch uh, my mind can be changed on that when the set hits. It doesn't seem great to me on paper, so I gave this a two because it's three mana and it speeds it up i guess so everything comes out a short turn sooner so you could have a three one with rush immediately and uh, you know potentially a taunt or turn earlier and the bow a turn earlier so and it works with the stuff already on the board so this also accelerates what's on the board so i give this a four i love it it's two minions for three mana and it speeds up the the dormant effect i i think it's i think this is great i think you're definitely running this if you're if you're doing wild seed uh doing a wild seed deck um i don't know if you're necessarily playing this just because say you have uh a stag charge in your deck but i think this is a a very nice little payoff card for for running wild seeds so i like this a lot yeah, I really like this card as well. I actually have it as a four. Uh, I think it's pretty solid. It's well-rounded. Uh, I actually like the fact that it's a nature spell for a tag as well. I think um, playing this and like maybe you know one or two other things, you could potentially be uh, able to pull off a multicaster for some card draw as well. So I don't know. I just I, I think this is a pretty decent card. It might just be a three and not a four. But I think it's pretty good. And you get, you know, two bodies and awaken stuff. So if you get the 3-1, it's going to rush out that turn. Uh, it works with whatever wild seeds were already on the board. Like, it just feels really flexible. So I, I like this one for sure. Okay. I, I don't I don't know if I said what my rating was on that. I gave it a 4. <laughs> yes, so you did. Okay. I, I, okay. Was, yeah. I, I was with you on the 4. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I thought I heard 3. Maybe that was Daring's. No, I gave it a 2. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know why I, I heard three. Maybe oh. I heard three costs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did say three costs. All right, uh, moving on to our rares. We have our location, the Castle Kennels, cost two, three durability. Give a friendly minion plus two attack. If it's a beast, give it rush. I think this is one of the better locations. Hunter does a lot with beasts, likes to give plus, you know, give its minions more damage. And potentially give a beast rush. Yes. Yes, please. So I think it's a three. Yeah, I gave this a three as well. I, I think that it, it if you're running beasts, I think this is a no-brainer to try and figure out a way to include it. And, you know, you've got some nice beasts like the mountain bear that you, I think you'd love to give plus two attack and rush the tourniquets onto the board. So I, I think this is going to see some play. Uh, I'm not as excited about this one, actually. I only gave it a two. Uh, I, I think it might fit into a deck here or there, but 
Uh, again, this is one that I tried during theory crafting, and in that case, it felt kind of clunky and slow. And I don't mean clunky as in like you know playing it from hand, but it felt clunky on the board. And I think this is the like one of the locations that is impacted the most with not being able to use it two turns in a row. Uh, Hunter really wants to be able to push that damage. Hunter wants to be able to make value trades, maybe, but they want to be able to like push face damage and stuff. And uh, it just felt kind of awkward not being able to use it every turn. And also the fact that I feel like right now in our meta, we do actually have a decent amount of rush already. So the rush kind of felt irrelevant, except for on something like Mountain Bear. But things like the Rams or the Sabres already have rush. You can trade off Doggy Biscuit to give things rush. Uh, it just, I don't know, it felt a little bit weird in some cases. So I don't think it's going to go in like a ton of decks, but maybe there is one where, where it fits nicely. So I just went with two. Right. Uh, then we have collateral damage. It is an eight mana spell. Uh, deal six damage to three random enemy minions. Excess damage hits the enemy uh, hero. So this is piercing shot three times in a row. So it does six damage three different times. So just think it randomly casts piercing shot three separate times. And that's what this does. Yeah, and only if there's the minions for it as well. Exactly. I gave this a two. Like, I I don't know what Hunter deck wants to run this. Maybe something, but, I mean, it's still damage that potentially goes face. It's still potentially a board clear, which has something. So I think it's a two. I gave this a two as well. I mean, I like the idea that of getting a third piercing shot, basically. Uh, with this for free because it's four mana for one of those but the fact that it's on random minions the fact that you're not really getting it if you don't have three minions on the board to hit uh and the cost just feels really expensive so i don't i don't know that this actually ends up seeing play for hunter i gave this a two yeah i gave this a one i think this is absolutely way too slow uh, i think it, it this feels like a card that if it gets included in decks, it's going to be further down the road where they have a card that casts this or makes a spells cheaper, you know, or, or does something else. Like it needs support. I feel like for this card to be able to have the kind of value that the Hunter decks we currently have are looking for. So at the moment, I just don't, I don't think any of that support is there and it's a one. Okay. You're right. You're, yeah. you're right. If Nightshade Bud is a one for me, this should be a one for me as well. <laughs> yeah. So I have changed it. It is so a one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then we have um, Spirit Poacher. Uh, it's a two mana, two, two. Uh, Battle Christ. I'm in a random dormant wild seed. I gave it a two. Um, at, as I've said about the wild seed so far, so... This could probably be a three, in all honesty, but I'm not hot in the Wild Seeds, so I'm sticking to my guns. Uh, two mana for two minions, uh, one of which, you know, is dormant, but I think it's still good. I, I think this is going to see play. It's a three for me. Solid card. Yeah, I'm going to echo exactly what you just said. Cop Copy-paste the answer right there. That's what I did, too. <laughs> 
All right, then we have our commons. First up is Batty Guest. One mana, one one. Death Rattle. Summon a two one bat. Uh, it's a yeah. Okay, I gave it a two. It's not flashy. It's it's sticky. So eh, I don't know where you could put it, but I gave it a two. I think um, I think it's a three. In, in because as you pointed out, it is sticky. It's got the death rattle bat that pops out. The fact that the bat is a beast, um, I think, potentially is nice. I'm thinking of just making sure you have a body to to biscuit on two. This is going to be really hard to get removed on turn one. So I gave this a three. I think think it's going to see play. Yep, I completely agree, although I gave it a four. I think this is a really great card. It's got a lot going for it. Uh, like you said, you know, having it out on board, that's kind of a sticky thing for the buffs. Uh, it works with the K9-atron as, you know, if it's at the bottom of the deck, it's a one-cost minion you can pull out. Uh, it just, it creates a beast. There's just a lot of things that work for it. So, and it, you know. I think you can fit it into a lot of decks, just like a face hunter type deck. If you want to go for that um, Altamore guy or whatever the the legendary for infuses, this fits right in with that. Like um, it's just pretty solid. Okay, then we have Frenzy Fangs. It's a two mana spell. Summon two two one bats. Infuse three. Give them one plus one plus two, which makes them three threes. So two mana two ones seems pretty decent if you can trigger the infuse seems even better i gave it a three not sure if this is good enough and it, and it's not because of the the stats aren't there because you're getting basically four two worth of stats across two bodies that might be good enough um i don't know it feels like the infuse might be difficult I think you just, because this is so cheap, I think you kind of just want to play it uh, in the decks where this would make sense. So I gave this a two, but I could I could easily be wrong about it. I'm with you as well. I also gave this one a two. It's just kind of like, like you said, it's it's interesting, and I'm not sure if the benefit is there. I think the, the kind of similar card, uh, gosh, I don't remember what, what it's called. The, the one that works with the Naga. If you play the Naga and then it puts out the three threes. Um, oh, yes. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, but that's yeah. the kind of like similar card that I'm thinking of. And it doesn't require the Naga body, but it requires the Infuse. <sighs> I don't I don't know. I just I don't know how I feel about it yet. I don't know if it goes into like a ton of different decks. So I kind of just went with the two there with you. Okay. Naga's pride is the card. Ah, yeah, there we of. go. Summon Thank two, <laughs> two twos for three mana. Yes. Okay. And then finally, Stonebound Gorgon, or Gargan, uh, is a four mana, three, five beast with rush, infuse, also damages the minions next to the whoever this attacks. So it's got cleave on it. Uh, so that's infuse three. So I give it a three. I think this is can be buffed and played later it can be played on curve as a three five beast with rush so i think it's can be pretty solid whenever you play it so i like it a lot i actually don't know if the stats are good enough i mean it, it has rush which is great infuse three doesn't feel 
too terrible, but I don't feel like this is a good curve card. So I gave this a two. I'm, I'm not sure where this goes exactly. Yeah, this one is really interesting because I think it's one of those where like we just talked about a different Infuse 3 and with that one we were like, nah, it's not that good. But then this Infuse 3, I'm like, that's not bad. Like it's easy to do. So it's it's a really interesting card. I'm giving it a three. Uh, I do kind of like this one. I think the, the fact that even if you don't get the Infuse, like you said, it has that rush. So it's going to impact the board at least once it hits the board. Uh, and... The cool thing that I liked about this during the theory crafting was uh, the fact that the infuse changes the card completely. Like the infused copy of the card is its own standalone card. If you get to the infused point and play it and it dies, you play revive pet, you will get that infused minion. So you can revive pet and it'll have that cleave effect. So you won't have to like re-infuse which uh, I think is definitely fantastic. So I think this might fit in a little bit, but yeah, I'm going to go with the three. All right, that's it for Hunter. Um, Mage, you want to get back to Mage? <laughs> we, we can do that, yes. Let's jump into Mage, and we have the return of Kalthuzad. This time, Kalthuzad the Inevitable is an 8-mana 6-8 with a battle cry that reads, Resurrect your volatile skeletons. Any that cannot fit on the board expl instantly explode. Uh, the Volatile Skeleton is a 2-mana two 2-2 two -two with a Death Rattle that reads, Deal 2 damage to a random enemy. So this is a payoff card for playing Volatile Skeletons. And um, being able to get the value, even if you don't have room for all the vol Volatile Skeletons, I think is great. Um, I'm not sure if I'm fully on board with the whole Volatile Skeletons thing. So I think this is a good payoff card. I think a lot of people are going to try it right away and it may or may not be good. So I'm going to give this a three. I think it might be good enough, but it might also not be good enough. I could very e easily see this going either way. What in, do you guys think? In my mind, he's Kelthazad. The I'm not. It's in, inevitable that I'm not going to play him. <laughs> I gave him a two. Like it's... The only time wow. you're gonna see him, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it's the only time you're gonna see him is in this volatile skeleton deck, and I don't know if there's enough volatile skeleton skeleton generation to make this work. I mean, there's cards there that does it, but I don't know if the eight mana six eight payoff is worth it. So I gave it a two. Uh, I gave this one a three. I think uh, I agree with you. I think if you're playing the skeletons, you, you want to play this. It's kind of the big payoff. It can be a win con on its own. If you have played enough skeletons, the big downside for me with the skeleton stuff overall in trying to go like for this specifically as a win condition is the fact that these skeletons uh, deal two damage. I don't know if we, did you read the skeleton itself? It, uh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Deal two damage. Death yeah. rattle deal two damage to a random enemy. That's the part that gets me. It's the random enemy. If this were just to the enemy hero, yeah, who, exactly, we'd be having a different talk. <laughs> yep, 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 <laughs> right? exactly. Yes, but like just to a random enemy. I'm like, hmm, this goes into their little one-one thing or their little two-one body, and then I'm sad. And uh, you know, you you play Kelpazad and get all those skeletons, and then kind of clear off some bodies, and then they're still sitting at 
34 health or something and you're like oh that was that was sad i don't know I i'm giving it a three but there's actually a couple of the other skeleton cards that i like more and i just i think you can probably play a couple of those without leaning on this as heavily yeah key card for the volatile skeleton deck it's just how good is the skeleton deck going to be that, that exactly. seems to be the question. The other legendary is Orion, Mansion Manager, 4-mana 3-5, with a text that reads, After a friendly secret is revealed, cast a different mage secret and gain plus 2, plus 2. So we've got some secret support in, the, in this set as well. I'm not sure that I like it. Uh, I, I mean, I think... I'm not sure if this is good enough to be considered a payoff um, for playing secrets in your deck. Um, it's just casting another random secret and giving this plus two, plus two gives it to be a five, seven. I don't think you're necessarily doing this on curve. And so I'm not, I just, I don't know what to think of this. I'm giving this a two. It might be powerful, but I, I just, I just, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I also gave it a two. It's just, it's a weird, weird area. And it does recast Mage Secrets, so it can keep potentially keep getting bigger. But there's a lot of chance in there. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a two. Yeah, I also have it as a two. It's really interesting. I Overall, I don't know if like a Mage Secret deck is going to be a thing. Just like we talked about with the Skeletons, like this definitely will get played if secrets are a thing i think but also it, it just feels kind of like a less reliable hanar like the the shadow jeweler hanar that was in rogue that one you could control right like you played the stuff there was also shadow step to like put it back in your hand and you could get that value this one is relying on your opponent setting off those secrets and not playing into the secrets effectively <laughs> so you're like you're hoping that your opponent doesn't kill this plays into your secret that effect goes off and then they play into the next secret to like keep it going and that just that doesn't feel like something that i would like to do with my cards <laughs> like i want to control it a little bit more yeah i mean something like the cabal crystal runner the six mana five five that got two cost two less for each secret that you played feels to me like a much easier and better payoff for yeah. secrets than this card is yes and so i agreed. just i just don't don't know what this is going to actually do in practice moving on to the epics we have an epic frost spell called solid alibi it says until your next turn your hero can only take one damage at a time i don't know what i think of this this i like I, this isn't quite, you know, ice block. It's not quite timeout. It's not like the. It's a little bit like the the uh, the weapon that warrior had, where it would only take one damage at a time, uh, or no damage until it it blew up, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if this is good enough to actually get in a deck, like. If I'm going to want to play a frost spell, I think there's probably different frost spells that I'm going to want to play. And because it's not good enough to be an ice block or a timeout, 
I, I just don't know if this is going to actually see play. So I, I gave this a two. I think people will experiment with it. If it gets to be good, it's going to be annoying to deal with. Um, but I, I don't, I'm skeptical that it's going to see play. Uh, this is a four in my book. This is just, this is stall. This is yeah. pure unadulterated stall for cheap. It's two mana. You can still do a lot with your turn after playing this card. This also goes into Rune of the Archmage. Like, there's a lot of different areas, and this opens up a lot of different doors for Mage. Just the fact that you can be like, say, okay, you do seven damage to me this turn, as opposed to you doing 25. Like, that has so much value. You can essentially be like, you... Unless you have all spells in your hand that point face, you cannot kill me this turn, which means I get to do what I want to do the next turn. So, like, invaluable in my opinion. So, I gave it a four. I literally have bounced back and forth between exactly the two lines of thought that you both have talked about. Like, I'm either like, this is a four or like a one, and you never include it in a deck. And I don't know which one it is. I went with four just to be a little bit more optimistic, uh, but I I can honestly also see it being a one. And I think my big hot take, if I'm going to have like a hot take for a card, is that this will not be good on ladder, but this will be played in tournament decks. And I think that's going to be because of the meta, exactly like stalling, like what you were saying. If people expect like an OTK type of deck where the opponent is playing like Sire Denathrius or Curses or something like that. This just like stops all of those. And I, I think that, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like those cases are where we're going to see it. I think in overall like ladder play, this will probably get tested at first and then probably start to get taken out and people will rely on discovering it or finding it in Rune of the Archmage. But for now, I'm just going to put it as a four because, like, I'm optimistic. So that's that's my answer. I think it's going to see a lot of play in Rune of the Archmage. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm skeptical that it's going to see appearance <laughs> in, an actual, in an actual deck. Uh, the other epic is a secret. Vengeful Visage, three mana. Secret that reads, after an enemy minion attacks your hero, summon a copy of it to attack the enemy hero. So it immediately creates a minion and then attacks the enemy hero with the same statted minion uh, that, that just hit you. I don't know if this is all that great and feels like it's pretty easy to play around. So I gave this a two. I, I, I think if you're trying to do secrets with Orion, you're probably playing this. I'm not so sure it sees much play elsewhere. Um, I like it as a three because I think it, it can be harder to play around, right? Like mage has a lot of board control. Like, so there's a lot of, a lot of things you can do to set up. So only one minion can attack, or you have to pull something out of your hand that has charge. Then all of a sudden you get that thing that has charge and you swing back. So like, I think this is decent. I, I'm being skeptical. This is probably a two, but I rated it a three. Ah, don't worry. I've got I've got the rating here for us. It's a one. I, no, I there's no way. There is no like way this, this is a one. 
I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I think fair. it's I think it's actually too easy to play around. I, I think the yeah. uh, I think the opponents can play I around agree. it a lot easier. And if you look at at least the tools that we have right now in Mage, like I said, the board control, you're either removing minions or you're like freezing them. So you, then you just have this in there and then you're like rarely getting a minion to hit your face anyways. That just feels kind of weird. And if they have smaller things or like, or you have to completely do a whole setup of like getting them down to a really low health so that they can attack your face with something that then you generate and then hit them for lethal. And that just feels like a way too much setup and like, you know, preparation for that to, to trigger. So I just, I not, I, I just don't like it. And I don't like the secret stuff for, for mage. I don't think the secret deck is going to be very good either. So I, I like Secret Mage, but I am very skeptical of this card. And like, if you if you're killing or freezing all minions except for giant minions that and allowing those to attack face with a secret, then I think they're gonna figure out what's going on. Deathborns is a six mana frost spell that is deal two damage to all minions, summon a two two volatile skeleton for each killed. This got nerfed already from five mana to six mana before it was revealed. It feels, you know, a lot like uh, a two-sided blizzard, but you're getting volatile skeletons if it kills things. But I feel like a lot of times blizzard doesn't kill things. So I gave this a two, but you're definitely playing this in a volatile skeleton deck. Um, I'm trying to remember the card name, the, the one from Rastakhan's Rumble that did the same effect except for it gave you mage spells so there was a card in rustica yeah. that that it was a fire spell that did two to the yep. entire board and it saw play i think that's because it was giving you mage spells and not skeletons so last I, wave blast last wave, wave had yeah a, had an overkill uh two damage all minions overkill at a random mage spell to your hand so yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't see this one being super great, but I still gave it a two because the skeleton deck will run it. Yeah, I, I'm really hesitant on this one as well. I gave it a three, but it's it is really interesting. You know, it's like, do you want to be playing this for six mana? It's a little costly. The two damage to stuff might not really actually do a whole lot against every board. Yeah, you can, like, set it up if you have a board of skeletons, like, kill off your own skeletons. But then, again, it leads back to my big problem with skeletons overall is that they could just be sending that damage to opponent minions and not face. And I think if if we're going in, in on this, like, send damage to, to, you know, whatever, based on these death rattles, like, I want it to be going face guaranteed, not potentially to other minions. And it just, it feels clunky. I don't know. I think it's going to be okay, but I really don't know on this one. Nightcloak Sanctum is the three mana, three durability location spell for mage. It says freeze a minion, summon a 2-2 volatile skeleton. I think this is actually the best uh, card when it comes to creating skeletons. Uh, you get to basically create three of them for three mana, so it seems like a good good uh, pay pay for that and, and freezes a minion for a turn i gave this a three it's going to be a very key support card for for that volatile skeleton deck 
I could see scenarios where it might see play elsewhere, which is so I think it's it actually gets a bit of a bump because of that. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. So, yep, I think it's I think it's a solid location. Does something good. Summons minions. Yep. I gave it a four. I really like this one. I think this one and the other skeleton one that we're going to talk about in a, in a minute are absolutely amazing. Uh, I also love the fact that I, I don't think we brought this up with the other uh, locations, but these locations, you can run two in the deck. And even though you can use each location every other turn, if you stagger them, you can have that effect every turn kind of ongoing, you know, over multiple turns. So if they have one big thing on the board, you can like keep that frozen if you have both. Uh, and it just feeds into that. But I think just freezing a minion of your choice is so powerful, especially because a lot of the other free stuff that we have right now is either an expensive AOE or a random, you know, freeze. So I like it a lot. Yeah, this did get buffed. It was originally two durability and now has three. So it gets an extra target to create an extra skeleton, which I think is great, too. Our last rare is the Suspicious Alchemist, one mana, one three, with a battle cry that reads, discover a spell. If your opponent guesses your choice, they get a copy. I don't like these. There is several of these, discover a card. If your opponent guesses the correct one, they get a copy as well. Normally I like one threes. I don't like giving my, card, my opponent a card, especially if it might be a good one. I gave this a two. I also gave it a two. Yeah, it's a one three. You get a spell off it. It's potential downside, but I could see someone wanting to run it. So yeah, two. I also gave it a two. Um, I kind of debated about giving this one a three. I don't think that like if you play this early, uh, the chances that they actually you know pick the right one or have use of what they pick is like as relevant. So I think you're pretty happy to just get this. You could potentially play this in like a big spell mage just to generate something else that you can use to stall the game and get to your bigger stuff or whatever. So I definitely think it's going to have a use, but uh, I think it's still going to be pretty fringe. All right, moving on to the, to the commons real quick. We have a chatty bartender, four mana, four, four, that says at the end of your turn, if you control a secret, deal two damage to all enemies. Uh, I liked... This card, when it was a two-mana card that, that went the Arcane Flak Mage, that it would do two damage to all enemies every time you played a secret, this isn't nearly as good. It costs more. I don't like it. I gave it a two. I also gave it a two. It's like the secret payoff kind of card, but eh, whatever, two. I gave it a three. I do think it's a payoff as well. And the fact it says all enemies and not just enemy minions. Yep, it goes face. Uh, seems pretty good. Yeah, so like a couple extra face damage is always nice. Uh, decent stats, so three. Cold Case is a four mana frost spell that says summon two, two, two volatile skeletons, gain four armor. Um, This is the other pretty good volatile skeleton card, giving giving you two minions and you're gaining a little bit of armor. Uh, I don't know that it sees much play outside of the volatile skeleton deck, but I think it's pretty good in that deck and possibly could go elsewhere. So I gave this a three. So I gave this a three as well. And then I give it a six on art. 
because this is super cute. <laughs> the art is pretty good. Yes, yeah. I, I love the art. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it does good things. It gives you two bodies. It gives you four armor. Okay. It's a solid package. Yeah. Uh, again, with the like the other one, I gave this a four. I think this is great. It does a lot. And uh, if you're playing the skeletons, getting two of them at once feels pretty fantastic. Plus another payoff. So, yeah. Final spell is a also a frost spell, Frozen Touch. It is two mana. It says deal three damage, infuse three, add a Frozen Touch to your hand. So you could perpetually keep doing this if you uh can infuse three times i think i think it's good enough just as a two mana deal three damage that seems to be the going rate for that the fact that it can go face means it can go face which i i like that flexibility i gave this a three i think it's gonna see play i also gave this a three for those exact reasons yep i also gave it a three i do want to mention that the uh the infused version of Frozen Touch just goes to your hand. Then when you play that, it puts another Frozen Touch in your hand that then you have to infuse again. So yeah, like you said, Mage, if you can really keep that chain going, but it it feels awkward to chain that many times. So I don't think we're going to see it get played like infinite or anything like that. Uh, not as much as Ignites, but it's there for sure. Uh, sold. It's a three. Yeah, I think of it like the uh, the Dragonbane shot for Hunter. I think it, 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 it it's not going to be as easy as when that was two mana, you know, and you yeah. were doing two damage and, and getting it back into your hand over and over again. Infuse is a little bit tougher, but I think if, you, if you're able to get it a second time, um, you're, you're probably going to be pretty happy with that. Let's jump over into Paladin now. We're, we're done with Mage. Yeah. All right. So for Paladin, we're going to kick it off with our legendaries. We have Stuart the Steward, a three mana, three, three death rattle. Give the next Silverhand recruit you summon plus three, plus three and this death rattle. So that's going to keep chaining between death rattle or between uh, Silverhand recruits. I'm actually not super, super stoked on the Silverhand recruit mechanic here I, i'm not sure how it's gonna go i just gave this one a two because i i don't think that uh you i don't know i don't know i don't see this being played in like a ton of different paladins so i think you really want to play it with silverhand recruits but maybe it's just good enough with hero power i don't know how i feel on this one what do you guys think i gave it a two i don't think this is particularly good especially with the amount of starfish that are roaming the hallways now nowadays so I, I think this is just a two. I think it's I think it's actually a little bit better than that. I, I, I mean I don't think it's a huge payoff or anything. Um, but I could see like because you're trying to run uh a classy paladin deck, you you're gonna want it, something like this to just be in the deck uh to help you get some additional value. Or or yeah, you could go a little bit more heavy into the into the dude package and, and this could be could be a, a really nice chained thing there. I gave this a three. I, I'm not saying it's nuts or anything, but I think it's going to see more play than than you guys expect. It definitely could. It definitely could. Uh but how about this next one? The Countess, seven mana, seven seven. Battle cry, if your deck has no neutral cards, add three legendary invitations to your hand. 
and the legendary invitation is a three mana spell discover a legendary minion from another class it costs zero. Oh my gosh i'm so excited for this card i love yes classy paladin that's what we're calling it all right it no no p word here all right classy paladin yes this card is so cool playing it on seven feels great getting legendaries yeah they're gonna be a little bit random but you do get to discover it and they're gonna cost zero not zero this turn that it's just zero period uh and this is a huge payoff. It's not the only payoff. And I think that uh, there's enough, like you said, there's just enough other value in the Paladin cards that this just kind of is like, uh, you know, a little nice, like, cherry on the top of the deck there. Just like close things out or, you know, eh, you didn't quite draw some of the things you need. You, you, you got this. And now, now you can find some other things. I gave this a five. I love this card. Yes, I think I think it's good. I I I think pure paladin. <laughs> I said it, uh, classy paladin. However you want to refer to it, um, I think it can is is going to has the potential to be very solid. So, but I mean, I think it's still random legendaries from another class. So it it's. It's not necessarily going to always be great. So I gave it a three. I think this is a good payoff. I think it's a good card. I don't know how far this can potentially get you. So, Yeah, I'm actually with you on that, Daring. I, I like the card. I think this is actually a, good, a pretty solid payoff for not running any neutral cards. Um, you're basically paying three mana for for a, a random legendary from another class. And so you're kind of at the mercy of what you get as options, right? You could get really good Colossals or you could get, you know, a bunch of Blood Maids Thalidoses or something. But actually that's a neutral, so that wouldn't be it. But you, you get you get my point is, is that basically I'd be paying two mana for, or three mana for a two mana legendary, which will not feel very good at all, so. I'm gonna give this a three. I think I think you're definitely running it in the in the classy or all paladin deck, but I don't you know, it can't really go anywhere else. So it's a key card there, but nowhere else. Alright, moving into the epics, we have another one. Uh Elitist Snob, a five mana three four. Battle cry for each paladin card in your hand. Randomly gain divine shield, lifesteal, rush, or taunt. Uh, I'm giving this one a four. I think this is another great card. Uh, and this one you definitely can put in the uh, the classy paladin. But the thing that I like about this is it doesn't have to just go there. And essentially you only need four paladin cards in your hand when you play this. Because all of these, divine shield, lifesteal, rush, taunt, you can't get twice. Right. So uh, the way that kind of that mechanic works is if you have one, it's going to give you the other ones. Right. So uh, just four paladin cards in your hand and you've got a rusher with lifesteal and divine shield. And that feels pretty great. Uh, I've, a lot of people are comparing it to Zilliax. I don't know if it's quite on the same level as Zilliax was. Uh, just because I think the uh, the magnetic effect was <laughs> way too good. Uh, but th this feels like a pretty good card. I agree that it's a pretty good card and that it has multiple homes. I just don't think it's 
a when it hits the board, I don't think it's going to be a four level of impact. I think it's just going to be a really solid card that does what it does. Not super flashy, but has a lot of upside. So I gave it a three. Yeah, I could I could see this as a three. I could also see this as a four. I, I ended up going a little on the heavy side with a four. Uh, I think that if you get Rush and you get the Divine Shield, you're happy. Uh, Lifesteal even better. Um, but you don't even need all four of them is what I'm getting at. So outside of a top deck scenario, I think you're going to want, you're going to love having this card and being able to play this card. So uh, in that sense, that's why I gave it a four. I, I think this is a pretty nice card. And as you said, it doesn't have to be in a, in a, in a classy or, or all paladin deck uh, to get value from it. The next uh, epic is promotion, a one mana spell. Give a Silverhand Recruit plus three, plus three. I'm not as hyped on this one as I think uh, some people are. I'm only going to give it a two. I think you, you want to lean into this when you're playing like a Silverhand Recruit focused deck. But I don't I don't know if this is one that you just like slot into every single Paladin deck. Uh, I, th I think if it just said give a minion plus three, plus three... Oh yes, you jam. It would this be in every broken. Deck. It would <laughs> exactly. be broken at that point. <laughs> exactly. Then, then yeah. Again, then we'd be talking. Uh, just on the silver hand recruit, I don't know. I'd rather be spending that mana playing uh, another minion or another spell or, or putting that towards something else instead of doing this. Or if this was some sort of like repeatable effect or something, you get a copy in your hand. I don't know. Something like that. Like I, I think I would like it more. I don't know. This is a two for me. I gave it a one. I just, I don't, it's just so weird. Like, I understand what they're doing, but this is just like, you have to have a silver hand recruit to give this buff to, and it costs, why, why? I just, I don't think the package is, has enough payoff in my, in my mind for it to, to be added to the deck. Like the other cards, like Seward the Seward, I can see you adding because that just happens automatically. Like the uh, Buffet Biggin, you know, like that stuff just happens. But like this, you have to actually spend the mana and like there has to be something on the board. So I I don't know. I don't like it. I gave it a one. Yeah, I, I actually... I. I'm not sold on the actual just playing for silver hand recruits and winning games with silver hand recruits. Uh, if if I was, then maybe this card would be there um, and be one of the reasons why. But yeah, it's it, it would be broken if you could put it on anything. So it's specifically a silver hand recruit. Uh, I think that's too narrowly focused. I don't think you then can put it in a deck. Uh, I gave this a two. All right, moving into rares, we have Divine Toll, a seven mana holy spell. Shoot five rays at random minions. They give friendly minions plus two, plus two, and deal two damage to enemy minions. So uh, this is random. Even if you have minions on the board, you can hit five uh, damage rays at enemy minions. That literally happened to me during their crafting. I was like, huh. Uh, you know, or it can be kind of divvied up, split up. Um, I think this is a really interesting card. I think the concept is cool. It, If you play it and you have something on board, 
there's a chance, you know, if there's nothing on the other side of the board, then you're going to get a lot of added stats. If you don't have anything on board and you need it to use it as a clear, you're going to get that effect. If you need some sort of middle ground, there's a lot of flexibility with it. It does feel a little bit um, heavy costed for seven. The only thing that we really have at the moment to discount holy spells is the four mana Cariel minion, which that means that you're going to have to play the Cariel, have this in hand, discount it. It's, I don't know. It's all right, but I definitely think that the payoff is there. Um, but I think it's just a really well-rounded card. Um, I'm going to give it a three, but maybe it actually is, is a little better. But I'm going for three. I gave it a two. It just feels awkward. Like, it, it just feels like you don't have control over what it does. So, like, I, like I could have a board that I want to buff up and my opponent has a board and it does like a halfway middle ground that does nothing for seven mana. That's where I'm at. I'm like looking at it. I'm like, that's a lot of mana to spend to not have a de defined outcome. Like it, it, it works if there's, you know, your, your board's empty and your opponent's board isn't, or your board's full and your opponent's isn't. So like, it, it seems like it has some some payoff sometime, but it's a little weird when both are present. So I gave it a two. Yeah, I, I, I'm i with you again on that. I just feels too costly for some random outcome that more than likely isn't going to be an outcome that I am going to be happy with. You're right. I, I, think, I think it works great if if it's you know, killing everything on your opponent's side of the board because you have nothing or you have a board and you're trying to trying to buff it. But outside of that, it feels like you're you're going to get set up and, and you're probably not going to like what the outcome was. All right. Next, we have the location here for Paladin, the Great Hall. It's a two mana with three durability. Set a minion's attack and health to three. This is such an interesting location. We've had this uh, type of effect before, but never like this. Like th those have been like a one-time thing, but this one you can use multiple times. <laughs> and uh, I think it's it's pretty cool. I'm giving it a three and I really want to test it out, but we'll see. It, it's flexible enough as well, since it also says set a minions attack. It's not specific to... Uh, opponent or friendly minion so you can use it like offensively or defensively so we'll see yeah i gave it a four i just i think this is a great price for it and like there's so like you said there's so much flexibility like this this is the tool that gets rid of that that you know pesky minion that's blocking you to, from lethal like this is or this just can be used to like buff something up to a three, three. Like there's just a lot that can happen with this. And I really like it. So I give it a four. Uh, I gave this a, a three, but it is a very strong three. I mean, the fact that you can do this three times and you can do it to either side of the board, which means taking care of your opponent's big minion or, you know, potentially doing, uh, you know, healing up maybe one of your own minions or making one of your Silverhand recruits a little bit bigger. I, I, I think it's got a lot of flexibility. Two mana is is very inexpensive for this. 
and your opponent's going to have to play around it, and it's going to be difficult for them to do that. So I gave this a, a three, but it, yeah, it's borderline four. All right, next one is Serve a Spell, a three-mana spell. Discover a class card from your deck and draw all copies of it. I am giving this a three, but honestly, I, I think this one is actually really good. Like, I, it might be a four, um, maybe even a five. <laughs> but I think this can fit into multiple Paladin decks. Uh, you know, I think we talk about often on this show even how drawing a specific type of card or drawing a specific thing has a ton of value. This is a Paladin card, so you're not going to find neutrals if you're playing a deck that includes neutrals. But to be able to also draw all copies of it is pretty fantastic. And it's flexible enough that if, you, you know, if you're discovering and drawing something, you get to kind of pick if you need some sort of like removal or a buff or a minion or you know, Cariel or something. So I really like this one a lot. I like it too. I gave it a three. I think it's a really solid card. It potentially draws you two cards, um, which is very good. So, like, I, it's kind of like a targeted um, uh, arcane intelligence. So, yeah, I gave it a three. I actually gave it a two. I, I am not sold on this card. I can't, I definitely think you can high roll and get some, some really nice uh situations occurring like if you if you get the uh the like the light ray or something that that you know you're reducing the cost by playing paladin cards and stuff um but i don't know it just the the fact that it's a class card means i think you and because paladin tends to play a lot of paladin cards i feel like the odds of you hitting the the card that you need is not going to be quite as um quite as it's not going to happen quite as often and so i i feel like then it just ends up being uh possibly a slightly slightly worse arcane intellect and uh, you know arcane intellects a little fringy right now as it is so i gave this a two yeah that's reasonable all right we've got some commons left here let's talk about buffet biggin a four mana two four Battlecry, summon two Silverhand recruits, infuse three, give those, uh, or give them plus two attack and divine shield. Uh, so, okay, you're you're getting, uh, you know, a two four body plus a couple of Silverhand recruits, and if you've infused, then you get basically some three one uh, Silverhand recruits with divine shield, unless you've played other stuff that like you know, buffs them or whatever. The stats are there. I think you definitely play this if you're going in on Silverhand Recruits. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm i putting three. I just, again, I'm not really thrilled on the, the Silverhand Recruit stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I'm with you on the three. I think, I think just the base card seems okay. Three bodies uh you know four six worth of stats for four mana seems okay infused three doesn't feel like it's that much of an ask though it might be a little difficult to play it on curve and have it be infused um but there are cards like sous chef that we're going to talk about in a minute that is that that might make it better um but 
I, I don't think this is like a superstar card, but I think it's going to be a, a solid card. And so that's why I gave it a three. Okay. Oh, and, and we yeah, lost Daring. <laughs> He's having a little bit of tech issues. Uh, looks like he gave us a three as well. So, okay. Uh, the next one we have is Muckborn Servant, a three mana two four with taunt. Battle cry, discover a paladin card. Uh, Daring gave it a three. I also gave it a three. Um, I just, I, I think it's pretty solid. It's a pretty cheap taunt minion that you get to discover, discover something. And again, with the paladin cards, you know, you, it feels like you can be a little bit flexible with what you get for better or worse. Cause yeah, sometimes that might not be great. Um, but I, I think it's decent overall and it's in early minions. So if you are running some buff stuff, then, um, you know, it's it's a cheap body that uh, you can work with those. So I gave this a three as well. I think the fact that it has taunt uh, is is kind of nice. Uh, the battle cry discovering a paladin card probably pretty pretty good as well. The thing that I wonder about is the three mana spot with paladin because there is a lot of really good three mana cards that paladin wants to run right now. And, and the question is, is how many of those can you actually fit in a deck, right? And so, you know, we have, like, the Shimmering Starfish is a bigger taunt. And uh, if, you know, maybe that's going to be a card you want to do. Maybe you want to play Vindicator. Maybe you want to play Alliance Bannerman. Maybe you're playing the Bronze Explorer. So there's lots of cards there, and something's going to have to give. Okay? You're not going to be able to probably play all of them. So it's really a question of, of whether or not this actually finds a spot. But this might be good enough that it still gets the spot. Yeah. Okay. And our last Paladin card is Sinful Sue Chef. A one mana, two one, death rattle. Add two silver hand recruits to your hand. Uh, okay. So I will say that even though this does... Uh, say Silverhand Recruits on it. <laughs> I, I actually like this better than the other Silverhand Recruit stuff because this does not really like rely on you needing other stuff. Like this is just a early minion that gives you more minions and having some early minions to contest the board, use buffs with or whatever is pretty great for Paladin. Uh, so I, I'm giving this a three. I think it's a pretty decent card. I think it might be able to just slot into a couple of different Paladin decks. Uh, like you, you could just run this in Classy Paladin as an early drop. And uh, you could also run this in uh, some sort of Silverhand Recruit Paladin. So I, I think it's pretty solid. Uh, let me see. Daring also gave it a three as well. Yeah, I don't think this is a flashy card, but I think it's like a card that you you're like, okay, th this is good enough. I, I I'm happy playing this on one. I'm happy getting a couple of extra recruits in my hand. I could see this for you know if you're if you're doing hand buff. I could see this if you're doing silver hand stuff. If you're doing a classy paladin deck, I see lots of instances where this can just go and it would be fine. You'd be happy with it. So let. It's just going to find its way in decks. So from that standpoint, it's a three. I like it. And we have Daring back. Okay, yes. 
at right in time to yeah. uh, close out Paladin and uh, start reading off our priest cards. Perfect, perfect. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so priest. Let's start off with our uh, rare or our uh, legendary. Sorry, I'm still a bit uh, fluttered here, and we'll start off with Pelagos. Uh, he is a three mana one six. After you cast a spell on this friendly uh, on a friendly minion, set its attack and health to the higher of the two. So this will essentially it's bless. <laughs> Everything you cast on it will be bless, and on your friendly minions. I think this is very interesting. So I give it a three. I think it's a cool, very cool mechanic. I gave this a four. I, I do not like uh, like inner fire priest or bless priest or whatever, but this is a really good card for that kind of deck, and and um, it potentially creates a lot of big boards. I think this works really well with serpent wig potentially. I think it works pretty well with the um, with the location card in this in this. Um, uh, in this set as well. So I feel like there's a lot of ways that priests can use and abuse this card, and I think I'm going to hate all of it. So I'm giving I'm giving this card a four. I think it's really good. I also gave it a four. I agree. This and like one or two of the other cards, like I'm actually excited to play priest. What's that? Oh, what's that? No. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, Daring didn't hear. We're safe. We're safe. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh, I did it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, I, I think this is a really cool effect. I, it seems flexible in terms of it's just friendly minion. So you can cast something on this itself or one of your other minions and get the, get the effects, which I think is pretty cool. And yeah, it the, the downside to like all of this is going to be things like smothering starfish and people just silencing your stuff. But outside of that, like, I, I think this is just pretty cool. And it's got, you know, a decent uh, stat line. I mean, just even playing this on curve against some decks with that six health, a lot of decks might not actually be able to answer that six health on turn three or even coined out on turn two. So I think there's definitely going to be a lot of value with this. I'm really excited for this one. I hope this card isn't as good as I think it is, because this card is going yeah. to be the bane of my existence <laughs> if it is that good. Yeah. Well, I think I know a card that's not very good. The Harvester of Envy is a three mana, four, three. Uh, after you play a card copied from the opponent's uh, from the opponent, steal the original so if it's in play it steals the original it if it's in their hand it steals it yada 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 it steals things um there's like one or two support cards so this seems like a lot of effort for not a lot of payoff and there had been things in the priest past that that did that but they are not in standard anymore so not great. So I gave it a two. I'm on this with a two as well. I, I think that it seems really flashy, uh, but I think the ability to actually do the, th the flashy thing that you want to do with this is going to be a lot more difficult than you think. And so I, I don't see how this is going to actually work 
a lot in practice. But I bet it's going to make some really interesting Trollden videos. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I'm only giving it a one. I, I just, I don't think the support is there for it. There's a little bit, and maybe they put out some more cards in the future, like in the next expansion or something that can make this really good. But I think at the moment, I, I just don't think there's quite enough support. And I think the other stuff that Priest is doing is just a lot better than this. So I'm just giving it a one. Okay, then we move to our epics. And first off, we have a four-mana holy spell, Boon of the Ascended. Uh, give a minion plus two health. Summon a uh, Karian with its stats and taunt. Okay, and this is something that's in the notes. Doesn't trigger Pelagos's effect mid-resolution. If you target Peli with this, you will get a 1-8 taunt. Then Peli will become an 8-8. So... But this, I mean, this is really, really good still. It gives you plus two health to a minion and then summons a minion with taunt in its stats. So this seems pretty legit. So I gave this a three. I think it's flashy and kind of fun. Yeah, it's it's good enough that I think it sees play. I think this is a support card for Pelagos, even if it doesn't do exactly what you'd like it to do with uh, when you're targeting Pelagos uh, or using Pelagos with it. Um, but I think it's still good good enough that, that you're going to want to do it uh, and use this card. Um, because Pelagos is only three mana, the fact that this is four mana isn't that big a deal. And you could get some pretty decent sized taunts with it. So I gave this a three as well. I definitely think this is going to see some play in that deck. This is one that like I think I was really excited for when it was first revealed. And it kind of made me want to play like some sort of, uh, you know, tempo type deck, like a mid-range priest. I don't know if that's actually going to be a thing. That's like wishful thinking, I think. Um, I don't know. I, it might be a three. I'm actually just going to give it a two. I don't know how many priest decks want to use it or not. So that's kind of where I'm hesitant. Uh, it, I think for the effects, like depending on the meta as well, that taunt could be fantastic or it could just kind of be like, okay, you know, whatever uh, with Pelagos, you're getting a one, you know, the, the one attack thing. So like a one eight taunt feels kind of lackluster. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel on it. Uh, this is one I definitely want to play with some and actually see how it feels in use over multiple games. All right. Then we have Mysterious Visitor. It is a two mana, two, three battle cry. Reduce the cost of cards copied from your opponent by two. I give this a two because there's not a lot of copying going on right now. So this is pretty low effect. So, yeah, it's a two in my book. Yeah, I gave this a two as well. I mean, I, I don't know. There's not a lot of cards that are going to allow you to get copies from your opponent. And so reducing them by two. Uh, I mean, if you reduce one card by two, then you basically just made this free. And is that good enough to see play? Uh, probably not. So you need to reduce multiple cards to be worth it i think and that's gonna be really difficult to do so i gave i gave this a two as well 
Uh, just like I did with the legendary, I just I don't think the support is there right now. Maybe in the future, but in terms of what we have now, I just really don't see it. I'm giving it a one. Okay, then we move to rares, and we have the priest location Cathedral of Atonement. It's a three mana three durability. Give a minion plus two plus one and draw a card. Uh, was it huge on the effect? I mean, it's good, but then and draw a card happens, so I think we're talking a three here. I gave this a four. Hand of a doll. Three times for three mana. I, I think it works with the Pelagos card. Uh, you know, I think you just, if you're going to play minions with priest, I think this is a good enough card to see play. So I think it could go in a lot of different decks. So I gave this a four. I I, re I really like it. I really like it. I had it as a three, but you know, honestly, it, I think it might be a four. And I'm only going to change that, uh, I mean, after, after what you're saying here as well. But like, I didn't realize that it said just give a minion. Like you could, if you need the card draw and potentially to you know combo with something else you could buff an opponent's minion draw a card and then maybe that minion then becomes a certain attack that's now gonna die or maybe it you know becomes something that you can uh use and get an honorable kill or something which i think is pretty interesting um well, i don't know I, i'm like really torn between three and four but i i do like it a lot Okay, then we move on to Clean the Scene. It is a five-mana holy spell. Destroy all minions with three or less attack. Infuse three, six or less. This is a four of potentially moving into five. This is like the dream of Freeze. Like, this is... This is the the board clear that is the bane of all aggro decks everywhere. Like... It's not hard for Priest to get three of its own minions dead. This is pretty much an auto-keep in your mulligan. Like, this card in most matchups. So, like, this card is just straight-up nuts. So, yeah. I gave it a four, but I've been thinking it's possibly a five. I gave this a three because the thought of it being a four or a five makes me sad. That's entirely the reason that it is a optimism. This optimism. Is a really, <laughs> this is a really good card, and I hate it. I hate it a lot. Burn, burn the scene, not clean the scene. Burn the scene. I also put it as a four, but I debated it about five as well. Um, I also, I'm, I'm just always gonna say it like when I play it, it's always just gonna be clean the scene. I don't know if any of you watched uh, Ali Strauss's card reveal for this. She did it as like one of those, you know, real cheesy, cringy, like infomercial type things okay. where she said the name like 18 million <laughs> times. And it was just, it was so good. And that's how she said it clean the scene. You know, like it was some like product that you spray on stuff to, to clean up a mess. And it was, it was just hilarious. And I love this card uh, because of that. And I just think it's a cool card. Um, it's a holy spell. Like it just has so many things going for it that I, I think this is absolutely a fantastic card. Awesome. Then we move to Suspicious Usher. He is a one mana, one three. This is another suspicious card. 
Battle Cry, discover a legendary minion. If your opponent guesses your choice, they get a copy. Uh, I don't really like this. It's a 1-3, but I gave it a 2. It's, it's got a little potential, I guess. Yeah, I did a 2 as well. Uh, just like the other, like the Alchemist, I, I don't like. Even though it's a 1-3... The fact that I'm discovering something that my opponent may get a copy of as well, especially if it's something good, I don't really like that. Um, maybe it's like tracking and I and I should just get over it, but uh, I haven't yet, so I gave us a two. Yep, I also gave it a two. I, I, I'm not sure on this. I, the discovering a legendary minion feels a little weird. I'm not really sure if this, that's like what Priest wants to be doing. Uh, I definitely like the getting a discover a legendary minion uh, much more off of like the countess invitation rather than than this. So, okay, then we move on to our commons, and first up is identity theft. It's a three mana shadow spell. Discover a copy of a card from your opponent's hand and deck. It's a crime, Jim. Um, I gave, I give this one a three. I think this will see play regardless of, um, the, like, it's not going to be like this, like steel archetype. It's, it'll just see play because it, a, it gives you information, takes a card from your opponent's hand and it takes a card from their deck, gives you more resources. Priest likes more resources. I gave it a three. I'm 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 struggling whether or not this is good enough to actually get put in a priest deck. I am not a priest player, so I don't know if it's good enough or not. Uh, it is a shadow spell, which means it does help from with regards to uh, things you might be doing where you need a shadow spell. Uh, so that might be good enough to, to want to include it. Getting additional resources might be worth it doing it as well. Uh, it is getting a copy of them, so the opponent still does have their copy of those cards, so it's not like you're stealing it. Uh, I gave it a two, uh, I, but it very, very possibly could be better than that. Oh, I'm only giving this a one. I just, <laughs> I don't like it. I, I still don't think, even like not considering the thief stuff, I don't know. It just, it still feels wonky. And I'm just curious, like how often you want to include this in a deck with the intention of taking cards from your opponent, like copies of cards from your opponent. Like, I, like, I just feel like there's a lot of things that priest has got going for it in the recent expansion uh, that, you know, it's starting to create its own stuff. And like it, I don't, I don't think priest wants to just be, taking the risk of copying whatever the opponent is doing. It just doesn't feel like that's what Priest wants to be relying on. I don't know. I mean, just as a someone who has been a Priest player and has over 2,000 Priest wins, like, I can't remember the name of the card, but the two mana, used to be three mana, take two cards from your uh, opponent's deck, copy two cards from your opponent's deck. This is better than that. I know it was two mana. It got buffed to the two mana. This is better than that. They You played Mind Probe back in the day in the priest. They're stealing things from your opponent's deck, and this is a targeted, this gives you a discover pool, so at least you get some say 
into what you get. This and Priest generally thrives on value, and this is just more value. So, like, I will say, like, I'm not saying this is a five, this is broken. I'm telling you, you will see uh, play of this card a lot. I'm telling okay, you. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go to a two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But Thought Steel is the card thought that steel, I'm sure yes, you're thinking yes, of. Yes. I, and yeah, I it's a better thought it's a better thought steal, even though it costs three mana, because you do have some choice in the matter. And but again, yes, I get priest needing value and wanting value, but you are at the mercy of the discover pool and those cards probably aren't going to necessarily uh jive with what you're trying to do as priest but i guess priest has never really that hasn't really mattered to priest a lot in the past so maybe maybe it doesn't matter now okay then we have partner in crime a four mana two five battle cry summon a copy of this minion at the end of your turn so yeah i give this a three like this is a at very worst, is a four or is four mana, four ten worth of stats, and if you buff it, it becomes even better. <laughs> so like, if you play, if you have Caligos or a Pelagos on board, you get to drain, you know, uh, drain soul, not drain soul, but the thing that su sucks life from everything else. All of a sudden, you get two massive minions, but at very worst, you get two two fives at the end of your turn on turn four seems solid to me. So I think it's a three. This is a strong three. I love this card being four mana after you play the cathedral of atonement on turn three, this think about that. You get four, six, you get two, four, sixes on turn four. Yeah. Good luck trying to deal with both of those. Uh, I think, I think, I think the card is good. Yeah. Any buff, Works with Pelagos as well. Um, Boon of the Ascendant seems pretty nice as, as well with this. Um, there, there's lots of buff cards that are just going to be really nice with this, and they're going to be really sticky and difficult to get off the board. Yep, I also gave it a three. Same reasons. I think it's it's pretty solid and probably slots into a couple different decks potentially. So I like it. And the last, last card of the night is the light. It burns. It is a one mana holy spell. Deal damage to a minion equal to its attack. So it's light bomb on a one mana spell that just targets an individual um, minion. So and yeah, I think it's I think it's a solid piece of removal for priests. It's kind of flexible too. It can also cause you to remove like your uh dazzling elemental like and heal for eight right on the spot if you absolutely need to like so there's some flexibility to this card so i think it's a solid three i gave it a three as well i yeah i immediately thought of light single target light bomb and and being a holy spell you're you're going to you're going to want to run holy spells so so that that makes sense and the fact that it only is only one mana means Hey, you don't necessarily have to run, you know, Shadow Word Pain and Shadow Word Death if if you if you don't need to because you can use this card to do either of those things in a lot of cases. So, uh, very flexible. I like it. It's a three. 
Yep. Same reasons you guys already listed. I also gave it a three. I'm I'm pretty excited for this and I think this both slots into decks and is also a great option that's probably going to get picked from discovers and stuff a lot as well. So very flexible all around. Awesome. We did it. We're still technically under an, <laughs> under two hours right now. So let's wrap it up quick so we can get there. All right. So you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. And you can follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr3 Discord. You can find myself, Daring Alkaline, on Twitter at Daring Alkaline and Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline. Dragon Rider. You can find me on Twitter, Donnie DK, D A W N I E D K, and Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK. Uh, I absolutely would love if we can keep getting those subscribers on YouTube. I am nearing 700. I would definitely like to hit that 1,000, and hopefully, I can get monetized on YouTube by the end of this year. So, I would love to do that. I've got a ton of uh, new and exciting content planned there. So, hope to see you over there on YouTube. And Mage, take us home. Well, thanks everyone for listening this long. Really appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at Mage of Death, talking about Hearthstone and D&D and other games I'm playing. I'm talking about Marvel stuff over on uh, Comics Over Time. Doing an Iron Man movie review this week, which is one of the best MCU movies. Please come check it out. We'd really appreciate it. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out this long. And as always, hey, uh, uh, reminder, we will be doing the second, the the other four classes plus all the neutrals on next week's episode. So stay tuned and thank you for listening to Dr. Three. Boom.